Welcome to episode 8 of Sam and Dan Chat. Gather round, ye merry gentlemen and women. The fire is roaring in the stove. The presents are under the tree. We're top to toe and tailbacks. It's the Christmas episode. If Carling did podcast introductions. <laughs> Glad tidings, Hamesy. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> We, oui. I don't know why. Oui. <laughs> a little French. And I thought you meant Will Carling. Ooh. But you meant... He was good. Yeah. He's not... I mean, he's a few generations before me. Yeah. Icon of my of my uh, early years, though, Will Carling. And an icon of your present years, Mr. Stevie B. Yeah. Hey, what's going on there, then? So we're recording a couple of weeks after, or the week after Eddie Jones got the sack, which I think is bonkers, but maybe we'll come on to that. Amy's playing with his mic stand, so I'll keep chatting for a bit. Steve Warwick, obviously, um, current Leicester Tigers head coach, but having recorded this on Saturday, Leicester just won against Clermont, um, but he could be he could be on his way. Yeah, they were saying what they're on the on the. The TV just that, that could have been his last game with Leicester. How's I don't know how long he's been uh, been in. Maybe just under two years or something. It's not. It doesn't feel like a long time. Transformed it, it and uh, he may be off to England now. What do you make of the whole Eddie Jones saga? Oh, it's tough. I think um, there's. I think the thing that makes me wonder if it might be good, which is controversial, is. Just the stuff that's been always there about him that he's he's has really odd ways of dealing with people that he plays mind games with players and hmm. a lot of a lot of his his like assistant coaches have left really upset and that kind of thing just makes you wonder is it a healthy healthy place to be and work don't know yeah, um, to me a lot of the arguments about whether it was a good time to go or not is around going into the world cup and uh that's very much his focus, and I think maybe the RFU's focus, isn't it? It's been about prioritise the World Cup, um, but lots of people, I think, rightly make the point. Everyone also really cares about other competitions, like the Six Nations and all that stuff. It's just not satisfying to watch a team keep losing and clearly not be clicking. Um, whether he's the problem, was the problem, or not, I just yeah, don't know. That's, that's a question. I just don't know. I don't think the World Cup was the, uh, is the RFU's priority, and I, I actually think that's part of the issue. So they can't have um, they can't have bought him in on the premise that he'll just win the World Cup at all costs because, well, they've just they've just sacked him nine months out. Um, I think they're listening to the voices of fans and newspapers personally too much. Why on earth? He's England seventy three percent win record. Uh. Barring winning a World Cup, he's already got England to a World Cup final. Seventy-three percent win record. Clive Woodward got was a seventy-one percent win record. Granted, he won a World Cup, but he's still shouting loud from the grandstands, isn't he? He, I think he was a big, a, probably a big driver in them getting rid of him. And like with that pedigree, he was in charge of Japan when they beat South Africa in um, here when the World Cup was here. He took Australia to the World Cup final. He's taken us to a World Cup final and he builds it all around. So it, I know it's been a bad, it was a bad year, terrible year, but yeah. I just think it's indicative of the whole corporatization, if that's a word, of um, of England. And actually I was chatting to my mate George about this the other day and 
we were talking about how corporate Twickenham has become and how um so I think he went recently but um if you how if you go to and we said it similarly when we were chatting to Kennedy if you go to in uh, Wales Scotland Ireland that's just like a horrible crowd to play in front of because they're all rugby fans through and through and it's a brutal place to go when you go to Twickers now it's like prawn sandwiches it's prawn sandwiches <laughs> um jeans and shirts and uh and nobody cares less about the rugby it's just they're going for the corporate and the free bar and if England don't win they boo so I don't know there's obviously uh there's obviously it's, it's become disjointed somewhere along the way but personally I think as an yeah. England fan you have to go through a bad year you have to maybe do terribly in the Six Nations and that is all forgotten if you get even if you get to a World Cup final I think regardless yeah, yeah. of whether you win it or not I think that's then all all forgotten so I think they've gone too soon but yeah. that said Borthwick he's when when he's been involved with England England have gone very very well be, yeah, be, it, be it as a player or when he was in the coaching setup. so if it is him he's probably the guy to fill it isn't he yeah there's a lot of uh, a lot of question marks over who, who he would have as his coaching team um and then what would happen at Leicester? So they would take the whole Leicester coaching team. Well, they're saying at the moment they reckon not. Well, the rumours rumours are on the street that uh, he might on take, which street might take Wiggy Tigers Forum Street. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of places I listen out. For How is that going, by the way? Your Tigers fans forum, WordPress. <laughs> Imagine if I had that. Is it going alright? Imagine. Uh, it, it could have happened in another life. But that's England, and then this whole the new European tournament. In fact, you can't call it a European tournament anymore because the South Africans are in it. Yeah. So the, what the Champions Cup? I suppose it's just the Champions Cup tournament, isn't it? Again, I I don't know. Been worrying seeing the, the attendance of fans, levels of attendance very low. People not really, clearly not that interested mm. in what used to be the like tournament. the big thing. To, to win Europe was huge, wasn't it? I think you used to have, though, at group, even at group stages, you, ha- you used to have mini rivalries develop. Yeah. You'd play home and away. You'd, yeah, you would just have this, um, there'd be at least one team in, in the group that would be a really big match. And it doesn't quite have the same sting to it, does it? You can see why the... Uh the kind of journalists are always saying there's no there's no narratives anymore there's no jeopardy that's all the words they're no like. jeopardy you can see it yeah he's thinking yeah, he's, he's going to play the same team twice and then see what happens it's a bit it's a bit flat somehow isn't it it does feel that but there's still some really um, outrageous rugby being played yeah Which Luke Cowan-Dickey hat trick of tries today today Luke Cowan-Dickey and last week I think there was 499 points scored in the first round of the European, but I again I think that's probably reflective of the of the setup of the tournament because last year you'd have su- you'd have such cagey affairs because nobody really wants to lose. Whereas now you sort of think, well, you could lose one or two and still progress to the last sixteen. So there's there's not as much riding on every game, and yet they're already talking if you win two games with a bonus point. You you can make it through to the last sixteen. So. so you can afford to to take hits and lose stuff and put out. A I wonder if that's why it's so teams. much more open. Yeah, 
not as fun, is it? For the for the viewer. But it's still rugby, so we're not complaining. And there's there's lots on. It is it is a joy to spend a little bit of time on the weekend watching that with a cup of Yorkshire biscuit tea. Do you know what? When it comes to this time of year as well, I, I really enjoy... Were you just reaching for the special cheddars? Ah, uh, yeah. Then I thought, I can't, Go on, have I one. can't eat that. I'm, Give I'm, it a rattle because I love special cheddars. It's um, mini cheddars nibbles. They're a big but tube. It's not original. It's cheddar and smoked paprika flavour. They're like cheddars, but then they're, they're different. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't stop there. Don't chew on the microphone. I was going to say, um, um, the, my favourite is the is this time of year when you've got the Boxing Day, Christmas Eve games on. There's nothing quite like going for a six-mile walk and then settling down to a bit of something. Is that class as a segue? I think it does. I think that takes us into talking about Christmas. So... Would that be a bit of a, uh, a tradition for you, watching some uh, rugby over Christmas? Because I, I have to say, it hasn't been particularly one for me. <laughs> I mean, maybe from that one, yeah. In, until recently. Yeah, I yeah. It's probably a personal tradition, where I don't think it's not it's not like a family thing. Sure. But um, that's mainly because not many people care as much as I do. And it's club rugby as well. We're talking. We're not even. We're not talking you know, about. Like, we're not talking about a big international game on Boxing no, Day. We're no, talking no. about. I, it's just something really. I really like it. And last year the um, the Ashes was on. I think it was last year the Ashes was on, and so I'd stay up until midnight when it would all kick off. We did absolutely terribly, and got trounced. But it's still <laughs> it's still worth it it's for some reason. It's the excitement that builds around it. Interesting. Now here's a question: Does that feel? In quotation marks, Christmassy to you. I don't know what, what how 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 do we know what, what that is? So I've been saying to people, don't really feel that Christmassy yet. Uh, what does that even mean? I mean, I tell you what it means very practically is I have not yet uh, sat down and listened to Handel's Messiah, which I have you not? I generally would do at some point in Advent, and I haven't done it yet. Handel's Messiah. Yeah, that's funny. So we have twenty four windows on our Advent calendar. Yeah, and Ad and uh, Handel wrote it in 24 days did he how interesting that's a that's quick work for a apparently he shut himself in his room and nobody saw him until it was done it's Twen- like he's finishing his dissertation yeah 24 days that's speedy work isn't it it's and not bad sounding genius, either is it absolute genius so I do need to listen to that so for me that usually is the kind of the moment I become in inverted commas Christmassy and then I usually allow myself my you know, my first mince pie and all that. Surely you've but had I, one by I, now. I have. You've had you have had them. I have had a few mince pies. But you got a really posh one, didn't you? I've got some pretty posh ones, yeah. For for one of the Mason mince pies. Baller. <laughs> There's just some things in life you uh you'd like to invest in, isn't Do you it? frequent F and M? Um at Christmas is Christmassy to me to yeah, go with pop go. in there, get some little little treats. So what is Christmassy? That so that is you've just defined it well. Oh, Messiah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Posh mince pies. I um everyone's got everyone's got a slightly different little set of uh traditions 
feelings, memories. That <laughs> do you think a lot of it's tied up Christmas in that? Season. Do you think a lot of it's tied up in in memories of Christmas past? To quote Dickens, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, of this kind of idea of what Christmas is and 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 the things we do. Not not saying this is bad, but um, that's where it's built from, isn't it? Yeah, we're oh, you know, this you get this out and we do this building little traditions, yeah, and or, or recreating things that you remember from childhood where there's nostalgia to it, yeah. Which I know you like, you like a bit of nostalgia, don't you? I do, especially from autumn onwards. The brown leaves are golden leaves, the red leaves are purple leaves, <laughs> and then in the Christmas treats, they're just the green, evergreen leaves, evergreen fur. Oh, sorry, I should have put my phone on airplane mode. Sorry about that. Anything interesting? Uh, it was. Katie asking about dessert. Christmassy. And I said I've got some pigs in blankets. But that's for later. Um, pigs in blankets is Christmassy. The food actually is a big part of it. The things that you just don't eat the rest of the year. Why would you not eat pigs in blankets the rest of the year? Mm. But there's a certain pleasure in saving them for Christmas. And technically mulled wine you could have from... October onwards yeah but we don't tend to there's there's something about it's a it's a it's a it is like a religious thing about um having some things that you save to mark a particular time of year that's meaningful and it's like it's good and right to do that yeah it's like the whole the whole world does it but it's it's because of Christmas we get the decorations out of the loft or yes. just just off the landing in your case <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, I've not even done that actually this year do you see that's what I'm not feeling Christmassy I've not put my tree up are you going to bother now no no that's no, a bit late what would, did you have any um, apart, from, apart from watching rugby on TV or whatever yeah, and that what, wasn't what, what are the big what were the big Ridgeway family Christmas mm. traditions? Traditionally we would go to Devon. And um my lasting memories of Christmas are going to my grandparents' house on the farm and all everyone descending on their house. We would maybe sometimes go to my other grandparents for lunch first. Um I'm working backwards now, and then in the morning we would uh, we'd normally go to church, go for a walk on the beach, and then nice. go go for hot chocolate to one of my cousin's house, and then go to lunch, and then go to my <laughs> grandparents um, on the farm, and we'd all go there, and then we'd have our big uh, family photo for the year. So we'd have everyone everyone in that, and I think um, just just memories of yeah going a bit crazy, getting really really hot wrestling with my cousins running up and down the corridor naked um just generally having far too much sugar being way too excited and uh going mental and then and then crashing um and then there's just different things that build in around I did love Christmas 2021 <laughs> that was yeah I, that was a few funny looks when I did that and then different things like we would um we would go to the cinema normally with my my couple of my uncles are big movie buffs. When are we when are we when are you get to the cinema like we normally day or? Uh, sometimes we do it after but it's normally in the build up and then on the christmas eve we would um sometimes the lads we would get fish and chips 
So we go down to the beach and get fish and chips just as the lads. So that would that would be good. So yeah, all these little things really. This year the um, cinema have the new avatars out, but it's three hours ten minutes long, so I might not I might not do it without having a wee. <laughs> yes, that's heavy. That is. So they'd be my the things that, that come to mind. What about you? Um, we sort of family Christmas was very much. Um, I think this is the case for lots of people. Quite quite built around food. So I would say, um, Christmas Eve would be my dad would always be making the stacks of homemade sausage rolls, and just sort of just leisurely sips of sherry from sort of mid morning onwards. <laughs> <laughs> quite often do midnight midnight um, communion. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is interesting, you know we. We all, you know, we're all from very much, um, you know, low church evangelical background. That's our upbringing. But for that service, everyone's quite happy to go to something a bit more like high church. Yeah. Hear a choir. Yeah. Have some candles, maybe some incense, and it kind of again something about that feels quite Christmassy in a dark church, candle lit, smells and bells, the smells and the bells. Um, and then um, you often just have a, a family family round for traditional christmas meal and um, not as not as big a family as yours so a little bit uh, a little bit more um manageable to just have in one house for the food and, and then uh, often um boxing day walk maybe um and then often yeah. actually my brother-in-law chris has his birthday on boxing day which is you know i think it's a burden to him because uh, he has to Selfish. share, has to share <laughs> with Jesus. <laughs> so we tend to do something for his birthday on that often, actually, with particularly my dad, my two brother-in-laws, usually um, have a bit of a whiskey tasting, have a few, have a few different bottles each that we just bring and just try a little of each. Obviously, drinking very responsibly. You whiskey fan, are you? Um, some would say, yeah, yeah, some would say. So. Um... Lots of eating, oh, and also I should have said as well, of course, Christmas Day in the evening, um, a lot of cheese, cheese, like a lot of cheese. My dad likes to do the Christmas, the Christmas time shopping, and I quite like to go with him. Usually, my mum will take care of that sort of thing. My dad likes to go to the shop <laughs> and just buy all of the the extras, if you know what I mean. One year, I know exactly what you mean. One year, my mum wasn't very well, so my dad and my sister did the Christmas shop, and they were gone for five hours. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> what? Five hours? Yeah. What were they doing? Were they stuck in the middle aisle buying tents and stuff? Did a great job. So a lot of that revolves around food mm. and family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I should have also maybe said church on Christmas morning often as well. And church. Yeah, depending depending on how you feel after the... Uh, the midnight service. Yeah, church yeah. yeah. On, church that's on Christmas a, that's Day. That's a big double up. I don't know if you found this. Church on Christmas Day in the morning is very much focused on the children. You know, what are your presents? All age talk, maybe. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, for me, doesn't feel quite as meaningful as Christmas Eve service often mm. does. I don't know. I. If I was seven and I just got something Lego, I probably would feel quite different about that. In your full Lester Tigers kit. <laughs> Take note. 
I mm, I beg to differ, Hamesy. Oh, go on. I really like the morning service. Maybe, well, so last year, Rachel Smith did it at All Dates. She's um, a legend of St. All Dates. Yeah. She did a really good talk. That was like up there with, with the best I've heard, that's I've got great. to say. I wasn't there. So and I really like that. But maybe that's because I like seeing the Lego. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. But so is there something to that? The, the idea of family and and all for the kids because you hear a lot of people and, and maybe um non-christian friends or colleagues and, and they say sort of a lot about oh you know well it's stressful but as long as the kids are happy <laughs> yeah. as long as the kids are happy yeah. that's fine it's that's all about the kids that's really, what it's about it? yeah. yeah there's a few things i don't know like it's all about it's all about the kids as long as they're happy like you say christmas is all about family yeah or um it's all about giving Mm, generosity I think it's maybe wrong to say it's all about those things maybe like you know does it miss the point yeah it does a bit and yet it definitely <laughs> derived from the point if yeah. that makes sense yeah um, yeah we always it's really common isn't it to read from John chapter 1 around Christmas and the carol service you know in the beginning was the word and then the word became flesh but there's all those there's all those parts in there speaking about Jesus coming that he because he is the son of God he's able to make children of God who are born not of a father's will sorry not of a husband's will but born of God like children it's kind of what Christmas is about in a way and he came as a child to make us children of God it's like it doesn't completely miss the point but it yeah. comes from the point. Yeah. Presence as well. Yeah. would fall into that category. Yeah. So much stress over presence. But presumably it's because the wise men came with presents. Mm. Or is it because we were given a gift? Yeah. None of the it's funny, it's easy as Christians to dismiss all those things as like eye rolling oh, oh, consumerism <laughs> Steve Jobs and and there's something to that criticism isn't it <laughs> who else are you blaming Steve Jobs why did I say <laughs> I don't know sorry he invented it or Coca-Cola um, oh Coca-Cola made, made everything red oh, okay but uh, I just wonder if we shouldn't be too eye rolly because it's like mm. everyone's everyone's celebrating Christmas these, I, I I mentioned this before, but um, I remember seeing a, a blog post some years ago by a guy who said he a Christian guy who said he was out Christmas shopping, and there's a bit of him that was sort of saying how awful all these people are just spending all their money, and no one knows what it means. And there's Christmas decorations in all these shops, and it's so consumerist and all of that. And he said he in his mind he just remembered the line from the Christmas Carol, "Joy to the world," which says. He Jesus makes the nations prove the I can't remember. I can't the re- glory <laughs> of yeah. his righteousness. And wonders of his love. And wonders of his love. Well, Sign me up, Lauren. That was great. Next year, get in that choir. So yeah, the, the idea that in in Christmas, even though even though as Christians we might look at all of the, the shopping and stuff and say, Well, oh, you're missing the point. Yeah, yeah, in a way, but also the whole world. Mm. Jesus is making the whole world mm. like witness to him by celebrating Christmas. No, they can't help but just get in on it. 
even if they don't quite know what they're doing. That's so many of those little Christmas traditions are like that, aren't they? I think that was singing with like Carol. Yeah. Um, people. I went to John Rutter in the Sheldonian with my dad this week, and like, there's a few. There was three or four sing-alongs. Everyone knows the words. Everyone yeah. belts it out. It's funny, and there's a real can't sen- help but a quite re- get in there. There's a real sentiment around Christmas music, isn't there? Yeah. People, like, people love to bring it back, and there's arguments about when you, when when are you allowed to start listening to it? Like, but I there's such an attachment to it. I agree with you in that. I think if that was purely tradition, traditions. Um, particularly in today's day and age just fade and are old fashioned and outdated and we don't really oh, we we want to break with tradition so much of the time yeah so there's, there's got to be more than it purely being we do it for the sake of it because it's traditional each year mm. because that would have died out by now I think people will have said oh that's kind of old let's find something new to do so I think it gets I, I think it gets to people's hearts if you like yeah and the nostalgia thing that you've talked about before and there's also this idea C.S. Lewis talks about of of joy in life being like, it's not just the same as being really super happy but it's also the kind of, there's also with joy there's almost a bit of a nostalgic ache to it mm. um, which I think a lot of I think a lot of Christmas is like that there's a sort of there's something you almost feel like you have maybe experienced, but also maybe haven't quite that yeah, you're kind of yeah. grasping onto. Yeah. So for me, I, I know, like as I think about heading home for Christmas, or indeed driving home for Christmas, as the um, famous as rock, as the famous rock and Christmas blues, goes. rock and blues uh, legend, Chris. Um, yeah, so I, I think about that. I always have in my mind when I'm imagining being at home. I have a slightly idealised romanticised mm. version of um, what that is going to be of yeah log fires drinking sherry watching through Lord of the Rings which I always like to do this time of year um, cosy kind of Christmas decorations family all together and um, there's always elements of that but in my mind that's it and often when I go home it is well I'm just at home like with family some of them don't live in the same house they you know they have their own homes so often it's made me me just with my parents and you know go shopping and do normal stuff and it's just it's just a normal december day and uh it's just interesting to think so where's the where's those met like that that idealized memory come from there's a little bit of childhood plays into it um a little bit of some of the nicest things that you enjoy every year from christmas time but there's almost like yeah there's almost a bit of a a longing aching yeah joyous remembering kind of weird cocktail which is I think a lot of people would expect would be able to identify with something like that and it's like there is something here that because I reaching for I'd apply the same to summer summer evenings or holiday evenings with with your mates or with your family yeah you know that kind of um, sun it's not as hot at the end of the day maybe barbecue or swim down the river. Maybe or, drinking Coke from a glass bottle. Yeah, or, or oh. a Gina. <laughs> but it's the say the same longing to 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 be there, or just to be on on the beach, or walking along the the beachfront at, at sunset, wherever it is. It's that it's that kind of um, nagging to get back there, yeah, or to try and recreate that how we can. 
And I, yeah, I've said, I think probably we said when we've been down barbecue on the beach with Fred or something like that, or we've been walking along on holiday. I know I've said it to my wife, Katie. Like, it's almost like a little touch of what heaven would would most likely feel like, I think. Yeah. And I don't know, is that the same at, at Christmas? Is that what we're tapping into? Is that what we're trying yeah. to move towards or yeah, I, is that not quite it? I just think there's something deeper within us that, that wants to get to that place of, of joy and, and constant comfort and security and, and, and joy in that, yeah. in that air, in that thing, whatever that thing is. There's a, um, Andrew Peterson lyric. I don't know if you've listened to him very much, but he's a songwriter who I, I think he's great actually it took me a little while to get into his music because it's maybe um, it's quite American in style and production and maybe I felt at first that like it's a bit twee but I have come to flip and love it and he he has this lyric which says I want you to know when the joy that you feel leaves a terrible ache in your bones it's the voice of Jesus calling you back home mm. I think that captures it so well yeah. that captures the C.S. Lewis idea of joy but I think that's kind of what we're talking about yeah, like, yeah. the Lord is like drawing people like in that like you know you're made for yeah this yeah you almost can't quite put your finger on it and that's why we ache for more of it yeah because in that moment and maybe that's why when we try and set it up and we have such big expectations and it doesn't quite pan out in the way that we would have liked or wanted, yeah. we feel so deflated or... Because you can't just recreate it. Like if you, you, just, if you just happen to light a fire and, you know, you know, put on some Christmas music and sit around, it, it doesn't just happen. It's not automatic. Something... You don't notice it until it... Into it w- with hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only retrospectively that you think, oh yeah, that was it. Because well, maybe we can't create it in our own capacity. You can't grasp it somehow. Do you think? Um, do you think it's something that, as Christians, we can explain any better, or, or is it any more? Is it any less mysterious to us? No, I think we have. I think we have the explanation. As to why we feel like that, yeah. Personally, well, I think you just you just said it, yeah, with that Andrew Peterson quote. Whether I don't think that yeah. that don't think that solves um, feeling like that until we reach a new creation where maybe that is is the default <laughs> setting. Yeah. But do you, do you not think that's the answer to why at least? Yeah, no, I think it probably is. I'm just I'm just sort of interested in how it. I think it's easy to to sort of sit in that. So that when you mentioned summer, I was like, "Yeah, that's it." I, I have the same thing, um, and I think I feel like I always it always slightly takes me by surprise, and I don't quite know, I always don't know quite what to do with that, even though, in a way, I've thought it through yeah. rationally, logically. Yeah, I guess you have to turn it into a sort of purposeful hope and into worship and prayer. I was going to say hope, but yeah, I, yeah. Rather than just sitting, going through life and being like, oh, there's a pang of that feeling, which is kind of wistful, but also great. And yeah, you kind of, 
you turn it into something deliberately into hope yeah it sounds maybe sounds over spiritual to say that is a, a glimpse of what heaven would be like or what a a whole and perfect creation would be like but i just think it is yeah yeah from time to time as we go through life we we get a touch of that and a taste of that and maybe that is what we've described maybe that's different maybe that's occasions or gatherings or events but i think it just surfaces from time to time and then we kind of go back to life as is and look at those points in it and ache for those times mm. because that's that's how we're set up to yeah. operate ultimately and it's um it's often to do with people always people in relational always people involved. and also kind of an atmosphere yeah of something specific so I'm, I'm just thinking about a time i was staying with a couple of couple of friends in somewhere like in bordeaux and we we, we 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 just had a meal and we were just sitting outside like say summer evening in the warm and uh one of my mates who i was with just said i don't think i felt this relaxed in like the last three or four years and for him it was a bit of a um, a milestone moment after quite a difficult few years and it was just a, it was just really interesting to have someone name it at the time and say almost to be like well this is one of those moments now mm. and we'll, we will probably always look back on that little conversation and remember it as like that was one of those moments there's also a bit of magic to it yeah Which people will say about Christmas, don't they? It's a magical time of the year. So magical. Ma- magic's in the air. Christmas it, is in your heart. And is that why we like to? Is this because uh, I always wonder why do I why do I always turn to Lord of the Rings at this time of year or like just because it's a Hobbit banging film, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but also, people like to watch Harry Potter, don't they? Or Narnia? We just turn to. Do you know? We just yes, turn to these Dan. Bit- <laughs> Aslan himself is on the move. You just turn to these big, like, uh, big, all-consuming stories. So, like, you can watch, you can watch Love Actually. What it's like, it's a good story. It's a fun film, whatever. But there's something like about turning to those big, absorbing. Well, they're quite Christian stories, aren't they? Completely about the episode and salvation and real heroes and light versus dark yeah real power on display but often power and humility and kindness and maybe we spoke about this in sport we did in, in, in we exactly did. the same narrative i think and then there's something about the time of year on top of that we love that yeah and i i find it funny that, um in the southern hemisphere they have to have christmas in summer yeah for me, there's something about. I maybe can't not think of this because of because of just having lived here forever. But there's something uniquely Christmassy about Christmas being in winter, like in the the shortest, darkest, coldest days. That's when you celebrate the light of the world the is born. And there's something Christmassy about that. I feel it would feel quite weird to be in Australia for Christmas Day or something like that. I remember being in in LA, name dropper, in the lead up to uh, Christmas. Felt all wrong. Yeah, 
it was weird. I got on the flight, I came straight to carol service. And it was like, <laughs> put it all right, fine. Such a good, yeah. But then they must have the same, just because I suppose if you live in Australia, you yeah. must have the same. But I think there's something in the seasons. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's ref- that reflects the gospel story, the winter into into spring and then into summer, mm-hmm. which through to autumn to which winter. to go back to Narnia, the line, the witch, and the wardrobe is very much about winter. Being Always over, winter, never spring. But then the snow melting and the statues coming back to life, when Aslan breeds on them. The four great thrones of Care Paravella filled again. <laughs> It is so, it is so Christmas, and we just do. I think it's like, oh, I don't know. Can I say this? There's a something about Christmas. So yeah, we latch onto in a way that we don't even with Easter, as a culture. We delve into it. It, 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 it there's something in the air. But is that, is that, a kind of secular hype? Yeah, maybe. Or is there more? If you go to church is on Easter, Easter morning or something, that is that is pretty awesome as well, isn't it? That's pretty special. We should be going to church on Ascension Day as well. That would be amazing, but no one ever does anything for that. Mm. I would be there. If anyone's listening um, who's planning services at Sun All Dates, if you need anything doing on Ascension Day... I'd probably come along. It's a Thursday. I don't know. Do we... Is that... Is that air of mystique is that something that, that that we put on a bit and that comes with the whole hype I don't know man maybe I oh, I, I you know I've just finished doing a PhD on the subject of Jesus as God and man uh, there's something about Christmas capturing like okay the fact of reality the incarnation yeah. which I just think is huge yeah okay um that's when it becomes most most real to us. When you're thinking about at the point where God becomes man, yeah, Son of God as a little baby becomes us, yeah, flesh. We're given. That is the point in which the gift is given to us. Yeah, our salvation is earned at Easter. Yeah, okay, but it's that's a big deal. This. But it's built on the point at which that salvation arrives. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think, I think you, as well, you're bringing is... me around. You're bringing me around. <laughs> yeah, I could try and bring you around on Eddie Jones as well. No, no, no. Um, I think there's there's an old like early church sort of saying which has this idea that he became what we are, so that we could become what he is. So this whole idea that we were talking about before about we get to become children of God hmm. in him. Uh, because of his salvation that's only because he has first come to be what we are so he's come to share in our humanity our flesh and blood our suffering our sorrow and darkness and to take on himself our sin like all of that I speaking of rugby I always often think of this in terms of rugby it's like he's come and got hold of us like a rugby ball and dived over the line you know of of death into life he's like taken us with him taking a mark on the 22 <laughs> yeah and so you're saying actually rugby is the true gospel I think it's I think it can be illustrative of yeah yeah huh <laughs> do 
just this idea of being like completely yeah. bound up yeah. with him. So he's come and he's taken hold of us and we go with him. Yeah. Like united to Christ. So something like Romans six, we'll talk about that. Like we've been united with him in his death and his resurrection. Which happens at Easter, but that only the that union only happens because he's come he's taken the first He's gone step. into the depths. C.S. Lewis uses that diving analogy. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Dives down through the surface, down into the dark depth where there's no light, grabs us, takes us back up through the levels, into the light, back through the surface. Mm. Which is the beginning of it all. So there is, I do think there's something deep there. Sometimes, Sometimes because we are, we're focused on Jesus' death and resurrection, we sometimes undersell how important it is that he that he even came in the first place. He came as one of us. Um, we need to finish, I reckon, but I think we have to say what is the best Christmas carol <laughs> or best line from a Christmas carol. What do you reckon? Oh, mate. That's a hard one. It's a tough question, but it's a, it's an answer. It's a, it's a, it's someone everyone should know. There's a line or there's a carol that just jumps out. Normally, I'd say anything on John Rutter, the Cambridge Singers, two thousand and two. <laughs> it's an album you know well. Ah, mm. oh, can I answer that? I don't know if I can answer that. I can tell you what mine is, or what what has become a real favourite for me. Go on then. Is um, it's actually from O Little Town of Bethlehem, which I think growing up I thought of as maybe a slightly sentimental kiddie one. I like it though. But I've come to really love it, particularly. Um, in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. I think that's such a cracking line. Yeah, wow. Well. Like you've had all all of the Old Testament waiting, looking forward, hoping, and the whole whole of the world afterwards, with all the all the hopes, all the fears. All the needs and of all the years, <laughs> everything, and, met. and it's like it's met. There you Indeed. go. This is the answer tonight. That's it. That I just think it's great. Yeah, I love. That. I know. I can't top that. I can't top that. I was going to say Justin Bieber mistletoe, but <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I like um, come now, long expected Jesus. Oh yeah. Which I don't know if that's overtly Christian or not, but we seem to sing it more at Christmas time. Do you mean overtly Christmas? Sorry, overtly Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I think... We seem to sing it more at Christmas yeah. time. Yeah. It's, we tend to sing it quite a bit in Advent, don't we? But it is that is a classic. Hmm. And, lo, he comes on clouds ascending. Descending. Yeah, that's also Advent-y. You're, you're, you're quite a big Advent fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. But no, That's I think two, I think two Charles Wesley little town of Bethlehem. Well. Is it? Yeah. Oxford. We'll represent. <laughs> um Oh Little Town of Bethlehem then is that is that the winner? Say that say the line again maybe to finish. In thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. yourself a merry little Christmas let your heart be light from now on our troubles will be out of sight 